beach, the fish swim by. Look at all the birds up in the sky. Saint in the bay, what will we find today? We got a safe coastal wildlife where the horseshoe crabs and the osprey play. Safe coastal wildlife on the shores and in the bay. Everybody, broadcasting from the famous Jersey Shore, this is Save Coastal Wildlife, the podcast. Keep the waters clean, it's up to you and me. And my name is Joe Reynolds, Executive Director of Save Coastal Wildlife, an environmental nonprofit dedicated to educating people about the preservation and protection of coastal wildlife along the Jersey Shore. And the awesome music you hear tonight during the start of the show is from our good friend Elise Farnsworth, professional musician out of Asbury Park. We're very happy to have Elise Farnsworth with us, Farnsworth with us tonight. That's a low to say. Farnsworth with us tonight. Hello, Elise. Hello, hello. Happy podcast. And I'm also joined tonight by some other good friends as well, too. Hey, Joe. Hi, Jen. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. And also... Howdy, Joe. It's Samantha. Hello, Samantha. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Good. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. Spooky happy season. Halloween. And welcome, everybody, to the Halloween edition of Save Coastal Wildlife. You know, Jen, Samantha, and Elise, have you ever thought about how much people really don't know that much about biodiversity? I think about that all the time, Joe. Yeah, well, many people don't. I mean, people really should know what biodiversity is, why it's important, why we should spend time, money, and effort to protect critters. Biodiversity is really important along the Jersey Shore. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I wish I knew more about biodiversity. Yeah, it's interesting questions that I don't think many people ask in the world that's so consumed by politics or entertainment. Boo. But we all live ladies on one planet and many of us live near a coastline or some body of water and so why not try to learn and discover as much as we can about our planet and local environment including the Jersey Shore I'm intrigued yeah so biodiversity reverses uh, refers to the variety of life on earth and all its levels from genes to ecosystems, biodiverse includes not only species we consider rare, threatened, or endangered, but also every living thing from humans to organisms we know little about, such as microbes, fungi. Wasn't that the name of your boyfriend, Samantha One Pond? Fungi? I'm a fungi. <laughs> Invertebrates and even fish. Biodiversity is life on Earth, and every extinction chips, chips, chips away at it undermining the many free services we depend on, such as pollination, flood control, air and water purification, food and medicine, recreation, and even jobs. But not only that, biodiversity is a really important part of our culture and identity along the Jersey Shore. Think about it. Think about the Jersey Shore. Everybody think about the Jersey Shore for a minute. Thinking about it. I see water. I see coastal fish. Yeah. Fishing. fishing. Fishing is so important to the cultural identity of the Jersey Shore, yet so few people who live, work, or visit the Jersey Shore know so little about the aquatic biodiversity of our coastline. Yes, the Jersey Shore is home to some very important commercial and or recreational fish, 
including striped bass, bluefish, summer flounder, or fluke, menhaden, and even tunas. Recreational fish? Are these fish who, like, hang out in beach chairs and uh, wear Bermuda shorts? Yeah, they wear Hawaiian shirts. Okay. They're all holding little cocktails. Exactly. (laughs) Puka shells? They're recreational fish. Yeah. Not professional fish. No, they're not professionals at all. They're recreational fish. And people like to catch them. But, you know, there's a whole bunch of fish that people, a lot of people that don't go fishing along the Jersey Shore. They just go to their work on their tans and look at pretty people in their bathing suits. Or they might just go for a beach walk looking for shells and stuff like that. They don't know all the biodiversity that exists along the Jersey Shore. For example, did you ladies know that the ocean sunfish, also known as Mola Mola, Mola Mola. Mola Mola. Holy Mola Mola. <laughs> it was just recently, one was discovered in Barnica Bay just a few weeks ago by some person, I think, walking the beach. Oh, yeah, or, I saw that, actually. Yeah, yeah, the ocean sunfish. It's it's a huge fish. It's big. It's it's uh, it, it, Mostly, it's an ocean fish. It hangs out far out in the ocean. You really only get to see them when you're going fishing far out in the ocean. But occasionally, one or two might be found along the coast as it forages for food, especially they love jellyfish. Hmm. Mm. Do they get stuck? Because I remember seeing up at the Cape, um, they get they have to rescue them a lot. They get stuck there. Yeah, so for whatever reason, I guess because Cape Cod sort of sticks out, but uh, the ocean sunfish do get uh, trapped over there quite often, I think especially during the fall. Yeah, They That's do have so people sad. go looking for them and helping them, trying to get back into the ocean. Here, not so much along the Jersey Shore. Occasionally, every now and then, like just a couple weeks ago, there was one over in um, uh, Barnicot Bay. It's a big fish. It can reach up to about 14 feet Holy vertically crap. and weighs over 5,000 pounds. Oh, my. It's a weird-looking fish. It's the heaviest known bony fish in the world, the oh, ocean see. sunfish. It's just big boned. It's not big. It's just big boned. Yeah, it's not really husky. It's just big boned. It looks more like a blimp than a pelagic fish. The scale—it doesn't have any scales. It's scaleless. It's covered in sort of this thick elastic, elastic skin that is known to host over 40 different parasites. So many parasites on its body that some of those parasites have parasites. <laughs> that really does sound like the last guy I dated. <laughs> a single female sunfish can produce up to 30 million eggs. That's right, 300 million. This lands the fish in the Guinness Book of World Records upon hatching the millions of mini mola mola that look like just like they're adults. That is too many babies. It's a weird looking fish, but we're happy to have it here along the Jersey Shore. Every now and then it's a special little treat. Yeah. And this takes me to the next fish that looks something like a miniature sunfish. Anybody want to guess what that might be? A little miniature sunfish? It's not a baby sunfish or mola bola. I don't know. A, um, oh, I know what it is and now I can't think of a, 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 like a stingray or something. It's a blowfish. Blowfish. The not northern puffer not fish. So if you like to blow, you like to blow fish. It's the northern <laughs> puffer fish. The northern puffer is a club-shaped fish that puffs into a ball, either the size of a ping-pong ball or a basketball, depending on its size for self-defense. Imagine if we could do that. Imagine if we could just puff right up. I do do that. I was going to say. Every 28 I'm... days or so. <laughs> 
I'm consistently blowfish. <laughs> it visits. It visits the estuaries and bays of the Jersey Shore every year from spring through autumn. And did you know, here's some fun facts about pufferfish. Did you know puffers puff up by inhaling air or water? They have a choice. Oh. They have a choice. Air or water into a special chamber near their stomach. And if caught and thrown back into the water while inflated, a northern puffer will just float upside down at the surface for a few moments, then quickly deflate and swim away. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah, that's a weird we looking We caught fish. one in our sea net once or twice now. We have. We have caught uh, in our seine nets for Safe Coast, uh, Safe Coast to Wildlife. When we do uh, the seining programs, we do catch puffer fish or blowfish every now and then. I remember, though, as a kid growing up in Barnegat Bay, uh, Long Beach Island, we would catch a lot of blowfish really? all over the time, yeah, all over the place. Are they puffed up when you catch them? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, they're really cool. They take one look at Joe and puff up. Yeah. <laughs> he has that effect on people and fish. Ha, ha, ha. Although here's some other here's another fun fact about puffer fish. Although some types of puffers are poisonous, the northern puffer is not. In fact, it is a delicious <laughs> fish sold in fish markets as sea squab. Ooh. Did you know that? So now, didn't you like you like to eat sea squab, don't you, Jen? I do not. Oh, I thought like you did. Sea squab. I think oh, I'm no, gonna you'd pass. like to date guys that look like sea squabs. Exactly. Oh, that's that's what you're mistaking it for. <laughs> The northern puffer is not an efficient swimmer. It swims by moving its tail fin back and forth like a paddle to propel itself forward. And from blowfish to a dainty little fish. Anybody want to know what the dainty little fish is? Dainty little fish. Dainty little fish. It's a dainty little fish. A girly, a girly blowfish? <laughs> <laughs> it's the northern line seahorse. Oh, I was going to say seahorse. Yep, it's a unique fish with a curled tail and a horse-like head. It's a combination of like a horse and a monkey. It's really a weird-looking fish, but we have it here along the Jersey Shore. In fact, a lot of people think like seahorses don't exist along the Jersey Shore. They think of them as like unicorns or like wood elves or something. Uh, but no, we have we have uh, this dainty little fish, the Northern Line Seahorse, along the Jersey Shore. They live in shallow waters, like in estuaries and bays. Um, they're here. Seahorses are real. It's a real fish. Their genius name. Do you know their genius name, Samantha? Putting me on the spot. Hippocampus. Hippocampus. Yeah. Hippocamp we learned that when we did our special seahorse podcast. Yeah. We did, didn't we? Way back in the spring. It seems like a long time ago. But yeah. you can replay that, ladies and gentlemen. Replay it and you get to find out more about seahorses if you like. But the scientific name, which you kept on talking about during the podcast. I remember that. Seriously. You said it like a hundred times. Yeah. 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 What was it? Hip hippocampus. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stems from the Greek word hippos, meaning horse, and campus, meaning sea monster. And as far as strange fish go, seahorses are the king. Their eyes move independently. Their long tubular snout allows them to go undetected while stalking the prey. That sounds like it would come in handy. And ladies. The males take care of the young. They give birth and take care of those eggs. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, so seahorses' tails are also really kind of weird and uh, wonderful as well, too. Seahorse tails are made up of 36 bony segments. Each segment is comprised of four L-shaped corner plates connected by small joints. And when exposed to pressure, like, for example, from a crushing beak of a sea turtle... 
These joints allow the bone plates to glide and pivot freely over one another without being damaged. Isn't that amazing? The bones in the tail can be compressed by nearly 60% of their original width before permanent damage occurs to the spinal column. Huh. So, sorry, like Tony Stark, but seahorses wore Iron Man armor before it was cool. <laughs> if you're listening. Yeah, if you're listening, Stark. which I know you are. He's a subscriber. Yeah. But if you think that fish, or if you think that a fish that looks part horse and part monkey is cool, then what about a fish that looks something like a snake? A snaky fish? A snaky fish. Uh, it's the American eel. It can be found all over the Jersey Shore from Raritan Bay to Delaware Bay. It's a smooth snake. Smooth eel. <laughs> smooth criminal. Was that's right, that's what I was thinking of. Was, was there a song smooth like that? Smooth operator. <clears throat> right, right, that's right, right, right. <laughs> It's a smooth snake-like fish with a greenish, yellowish, brown, or blackish body. It lives not only in rivers, which lots of people think does, like freshwater rivers, streams, mm -hmm. and other little freshwater places, but also in our estuaries and bays along the Jersey Shore. Some people, some people think that eels are snakes, but they're actually fish. They are not related to snakes at all. The American eel has a greenish, yellowish, brown, or blackish body with a whitish belly, and its fins stretches around its rounded tail from its back to its belly. Males grow to about two feet in length, and females grow three or five, three to five feet in length. So females grow much larger than males in American eel land. That's the way it should be. Mm. Yeah. And feed, what do they feed on? Well, eels feed at night. They prefer to feed on at night, and they like worms, small fish, clams, and other mollusks and crustaceans such as soft, soft-shell crabs. Oh. So if there's not many soft-shell crabs around, you know there are American eels. And did you know the American eel is the only? Tell me with this word. Catadromus. Very nice. Good job. <laughs> Catadromus fish, huh? <laughs> they pay me the big bucks yeah. for that yeah. one. Catadromus fish in the Bay region, in our in our area here in Sand Hook Bay, Raritan Bay, Barnica Bay, Delaware Bay. They migrate downstream to the ocean to spawn. They spend most of their time in estuaries and in fresh uh, freshwater. And then when they're about ready to spawn, maybe 20 years, they head out in the ocean. Anybody know where they spawn to? Um, I don't know. Uh... Somewhere south. Saragossa Sea. Saragossa Sea over by Bermuda. Somewhere around Bermuda. Somewhere they around there. They all go to Saragossa Sea. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. You know that? No. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. We'll do a we'll do a podcast about I American think eels. We're have yeah, to. yeah. 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 I would like to learn more. Is there a hotel there that they? Right. <laughs> Is it like a, some sort of timeshare situation? Yeah. They're an amazing animals. It's a weird looking animal. It's an amazing. It's one of my favorite fish. Is American eels. They're really really cool. All right, so then there is a fish that's related to puffer fish, but it actually looks more like a baby eel. Anybody want to know what that fish is? Um, baby eel, like a, a pike fish? Yeah, a pipe fish? Yeah, a pipe fish. Good job. It's a pipe fish. You guys are so smart. Northern line pipe fish, to be exact, are small, skinny fish found among grasses and seaweed throughout the estuaries and bays along the Jersey Shore. Pipefish grow at about six to eight inches in length and have long, thin bodies covered with rings or bony plates. They have long snouts like me and brownish. 
fan-shaped tail fins. What do they feed on? Well, they like to feed on tiny, tiny crustaceans. Northern pipefish may also feed on fish eggs, small juvenile fish, and other small aquatic animals. And did you know, ladies, did you know that many species of pipefish are able to change color to match their surroundings just like their cousins, the seahorses, can do? Wow. And do you know what's next? Do you know what's from the pretty to the ugly? Okay. It's one of our ugliest fish found along the Jersey Shore. Anybody want to take a guess what the ugliest, one of the ugliest fish along the Jersey Shore? Jen, you sent me a picture today of some ugly fish. What, a wolf fish. Yeah, the wolf fish. Of. They're pretty ugly. They're, they're ugly. In they, a cute kind of way, though. Yeah. People in a think cartoony they're, kind of way. Yeah. People think they're really vicious, and I guess they can be at times, but I've seen videos of, like, divers just petting wolf fish, and the wolf fish just don't really do much at all. So I don't know how vicious they can be, but they look really, really scary. But that's not the fish I'm talking about. There's actually another fish. Wolf fish are found mainly in the ocean. This this fish I'm talking about is found really right along the coast in our estuaries and bays. It is an oyster toadfish. Oh. It is one of the ugly. Anybody have seen an oyster toadfish? They're cute in the grumpiest way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've seen them, right, Samantha? I've yeah. definitely seen them. Oyster, have you caught, caught one in your seine net? Yeah. Yes, we have. Yeah. Oyster toadfish, it's an ugly fish that lives year-round here oh. along the Jersey Shore. Uh, we don't really have many oyster reefs anymore, but they used to love hanging out in oyster reefs. Uh, they live in shallow waters along the Jersey Shore in our bays and estuaries. The oyster toadfish is scaleless. They don't have any scales. It's a flattened body that grows to about 12 inches in length, so it's really not that big. It has an olive brown back with dark blotches or bars, and it's, it's a pale belly. So if you're thinking about what to dress up for Halloween this year, really, if you want to be unique, I would go with the oyster toadfish. Yeah. Look it up on the internet. It's pretty scary. In fact, some people call it a vampire fish because it has Ooh. these two teeth that if you're not careful, it will bite you. It has these fleshy flaps or whiskers that appear on its cheeks and jaws. Its big, bulging eyes rest on top of the large, flat head. And its broad mouth is filled with like these round teeth and then these two sharp teeth that just bite you. Fish with teeth freak me out. Yeah, they can be really scary. They can be really scary. But I, I like I like the uh, oyster toefish. They're really cool fish. Yeah. Do you know that actually oyster toefish can also talk to come on it's true they no, can talk they are not talking and teeth bearing yeah. fish get fat anyway <laughs> did you know that oyster fit oyster toefish can talk spawning males make a distinctive foghorn call to attract a mate can you um you know make buh, 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 buh. <laughs> something like that you call that talking in well, fish world, again, it is. I've dated some men who talk <laughs> That's pretty that. much all they're going to say. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's it's really a cool fish. And if you stick a microphone in the water, though not one of these microphones, but a, a better microphone, if you stick that into the water, uh, you might, especially during like spring and summer, you might hear an oyster toadfish talking to one of you. Really, really cool. Cool. Yeah, an oyster, to an oyster toadfish will quickly take Here's some fun facts. An oyster toadfish will quickly take a fisherman's or angler's bait, 
but be wary of catching this fish. It has powerful snapping jaws and sharp spines on its dorsal fin. You gotta be careful handling an oyster toadfish. And this hardy oyster toadfish can tolerate, it's a hardy fish, it can tolerate litter, garbage, polluted water. This is why it does so well along the Jersey Shore. Right? It's gonna outlive us all. Yup, it can survive even out of water for a little bit as well too. And although it's edible, you could eat it if you wanted to. Um, people rarely do because it looks pretty grotesque. Yeah, yeah I might like pass on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so don't eat. I would I would really encourage you to eat any of these fish. They're really cool. And we we want to keep them here along the Jersey Shore. So it defeats the purpose of Safe Coast of Wild if we're eating the fish that we're trying right, to save. Exactly. So. We'll just give recipes <laughs> at the end. We'll do a recipe <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right, so we close, we close, ladies, with my one of my favorite, favorite fish, favorite, strange, wild, wonderful, odd fish along the Jersey Shore. Anybody want to guess what that is? I know what it is. Strange. It's also my favorite fish. It is the Northern, Northern Stargazer. Stargazer. <laughs> it's a strange-looking fish with a speckled, flattened body and large head. It lives at the bottom of a bay, but occasionally found right along the coast. It has such a pretty name, though. It does, Stargazer. Well, because it looks upwards as an ambush predator. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking it up. It sort right of now. buries itself on the bottom of the bay, and then its eyes are always looking up at the stars, or appears it looks like it's, it's looking up at the stars, but it's actually looking for prey. It's an ambush predator. And then once it finds its prey, boom, goes, grabs it. Yikes. I'm looking at it right now. Stargazer. It sounds like it should be like a spacecraft in Star Wars so or something. Pleasant, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. That does not look like a pretty stargazer. Looks like me after Thanksgiving dinner. So yeah. the northern stargazer, um, huh. well, it eats small fish, crabs, and other crustaceans. They hunt by burying themselves in the sand with their eyes and mouth sticking out just enough to search for their prey. I and once something, a <laughs> you can go as Halloween as the northern stargazer. <laughs> once something tasty swims by, the stargazer uses its large mouth, and it's pretty large, to create a vacuum to. <laughs> suck up its prey inside so maybe it's friends with the blowfish who knows right did you know did you know the stargazer uses its side fins as shovels to quickly quickly burrow beneath the sand in a matter of only seconds pretty cool right crazy and then also the northern stargazers have an organ on their head that can deliver an electronic charge that stuns and confuses prey and helps ward off predators. This is true. If you ever find a northern stargazer in your seine net, be careful when you pick it up, especially around the eye area. You can get electric shock, buzz, electric shock, buzz, electric shock, buzz, <laughs> from the eyes of the northern stargazer. Now, the electric eel, we all know the electric eel, right? The electric eel can generate up to 500 volts electricity capable of stunning if not killing most fish it contacts such a discharge from the electric eel can render a human unconscious or even dead wow but the electric organ of the northern stargazer unfortunately it's not that powerful no it's like a hand buzzer <laughs> it's able to discharge up to 50 50 volts of electricity oh. so yeah i mean it gives you a nice little shock a nice little buzz 
but not enough to can kill. you like step if you're like walking in the water can you step on it and get like a little charge you know, unfortunately, I don't think there's enough northern stargazers. Jen's thinking about it. She's yeah. living on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be pretty cool. Spice up your life, Jen. <laughs> exactly. I need a little spark. I need a little spark. <laughs> they really hang out farther out in deeper waters, but okay. occasionally you're going to find them along the coast, along the edge. And uh, I don't know. We should bring one over. I always thought it'd be kind of cool to have one as a pet. And then, like, if you had a hangover or something, you just put your hand in the right. tank and then buzz, mm-hmm. wake right up, right? right? So come in handy yeah so we we had one in the tank and it actually died because it ate itself to death no it was you're so kidding good. me i was so good no. at hunting the atlantic silver sides that he ate himself to death oh is that true God. yeah <laughs> that is crazy it's such a crazy fish so these are some of the weird wild wonderful odd fish of the jersey shore so if you're thinking about what to wear for halloween so we're recording this podcast it's monday it'll probably come up on wednesday or something so probably not enough time to really get it going for this year but for next year if you're thinking about what to wear for halloween you might want to think about dressing up as one of these weird wild fish i know samantha sent me a text the other day of somebody dressed up as a horseshoe crab and that was pretty cool Um, But you might want to think about dressing up as weird wild fish because what better way to educate people about biodiversity than dressing up as your favorite fish and educating them at a party or a cocktail party. That is so cool. I know people will go to cocktail parties to be educated about weird fish. Casual stargazer (laughs) conversations. Cocktail in your hand and talk about fish at the same time. And then you can zap people when they walk up. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, ladies, so thank you very much for hanging out with us tonight here for Save Coastal Wildlife, the The podcast. podcast. Before we leave, we just want to do one more thing. Hold on. Just bear with me. Just talk. Okay. Marco. Polo. We're almost there. Special song. We we have a new theme song here at Save Coastal Wildlife, and we just want to end it by doing a sing-along. Cleaning up the beach, the fish swim by. Get all the birds up in the sky Saint in the bay What will we find today? We got to Save coastal wildlife Where the horseshoe crabs And the osprey play Save coastal wildlife On the shores and in the bay Left on the shore, the birds and the fish won't come anymore.